Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. It is Thursday night, and if you can hear us, you're exactly where you need to be. She is Karen Frazier. I am Rick Hale. This is Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Welcome. Karen? Hmm? How are you this evening? Well, I'm here. Yes, you, you are very much here. I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Oh, good. Um, how, would, how would the top of the show be, do you think, if if... Basically, you asked me questions like that, and I just gave you one-word answers. It would be like we were in a fight. You're like, uh... Are you fine? <laughs> fine. Anything wrong? Uh, no. Wait. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'll host this thing tonight all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I was reading something when you were talking. <laughs> See, the, the, and ladies and gentlemen, this is how important I am. No, I, I know exactly what you say at the top of the show. Yeah. I just have to wait for my cue to respond, see? Oh, okay. Fair enough. Understood. So, Karen, what is new? Anything new? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I've been working my tail off, and um, my kid met his college roommate today, at least by text. So, you know, big exciting things happening here at the Fraser House. Yeah, you're working on the uh, baby food. Baby food cookbook. Now that is an exciting cookbook, folks. Well, we, you know what? There, it, when when Theo was a baby, Jamie used to make his own um, his his food. Baby's got to eat, man. That's right. So I mean, definitely, there's a lot of people out there that there's you know obviously there's a market for it. I, there, you know, people are born every single day in this world, <laughs> so uh, definitely a market for it. Well, and I would like to point out that this is an organic baby food cookbook. So, you know, it's like one of those crunchy granola things. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just reading a text. <laughs> oh, see how important I am? <laughs> no. It's, Boom, back it's, at you there, bitch. <laughs> it's anyway. funny. It's a, Jamie just sent me a text. It says, your dog ate one of your shoes while I was putting him, Theo, down. I heard her run across the floor and yell, YOLO! <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope it wasn't a shoe you needed. Well, it's I'm I'm kind of like one of those people. I'm a uh, one shoe kind of guy, so yeah, I needed that shoe. So wait a minute, it's not so funny after all. Is your dog's name Yolo? <laughs> no, she was yelling. No, okay, I was down here working out in the basement the other night, and um, I'm on the treadmill, and all of a sudden I just hear her, you know, galloping around the house. She's turning into a rather nice sized dog, and. Um, I cut it short, uh, short because I know I'm like she's tearing apart the house. I know she is. I just know it. Jamie wasn't home, and uh, sure enough, I went upstairs, and the second I opened that door from the basement, our eyes locked, and she was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> and then after that, the whole time I'm thinking to myself, it's like I can hear her like mentally saying, "Wee!" Yeah. Oh, Yolo, got it. And yeah. So. You know, my dogs are far beyond puppyhood, and most times they're really good, but, like, occasionally, for absolutely no reason, they, Mm -hmm. like, spend a whole day just getting into crap. Yeah. And then they go back to being good dogs again. It's like they decide as a pack. 
okay, mm-hmm. this is the day we're going to drive her crazy. And they do. So who's the alpha of your little uh, herd? Oh, of Spike. Spike's the alpha, huh? Yeah, he weighs 15 pounds and is shaped like a bowling ball with legs. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then, yeah, he's definitely the, uh, definitely the leader of the pack. And he's the oldest, and he's a terrier. Oh, yeah, terrier. So, and yeah. then there's Mickey, the one you hear barking right now, and he's the, yeah. uh, I don't know, the lowest letter that you could get to in the pack of dogs. Right. He spends his entire day hiding in his crate. He gets real brave if you're walking away from him. He's that dog. You know the one that chases after you barking until you turn and look at him and then he slinks away? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's Mickey. He's okay. He's got problems. He's messed up in the head. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's hard you know, to think of dogs in that kind of way. It's like, can dogs be bipolar? How about schizophrenic? Is, is there a cape? Is, are dogs like, can dogs be like this? No, there is something seriously wrong with this dog. I mean, there has been since the day we brought him home. This dog is just whacked in the head we we don't know what to, he's untrainable and you know i hear that there are no bad dogs only bad owners yeah but we've trained our other dogs <laughs> right not mickey he won't let you see our last dog zero you know that was horrible we, we loved her and we had to put her down because she bit theo but um yeah, she was like that too. She was very. She was a Jack Russell Terrier, and Jack Russell Terriers are—they're kind of difficult to train. Yeah, you got to start right away with them and, yes. and do any kind of training because they're so independent. Yeah, that's how yeah. Spike is too. Spike's toy fox terrier. Yeah. Yeah, we just we could not. She would not let us train her. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's how Mickey is, and he—I I mean. You know, we train the other dogs. We'll sit and we'll have training sessions. And if you even say his name, he slinks off and runs away like you're going to beat the tar out of him. We've never right. laid a finger on that dog other than to pet him. Right. He just whacked in the head. <laughs> Crazy animals. He lives a little miserable existence. I feel kind of sorry for him. I mean, uh-huh. even the cat is alpha to this dog. Some dogs are just like that. They're really skittish. Well, there's something wrong with him. I feel sorry for him, but just don't know what to do with him. Yeah. Now, Teresa says in chat, as I understand it, Spike is an asshat. Yes, that is Spike's other name is asshat. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I mean, an asshat? I, yeah, I, I need to it's look it up. It's fairly self-explanatory. Okay, I just need to look it up at uh Urban Dictionary, which you know I look through every once in a it's while. It's just a negative. It's just a negative term. It's an asset. Okay. okay. There okay. you go. Good. There you go. Big so, paranormal discussion we're having. Yeah, really. Hey, you know what? Dogs. Uh, you know, love talking about dogs. Um, so Ghost Tapes Two came out on the fourth, and it's doing great. Well, so. congratulations. That's very exciting. I haven't watched it yet, as I told you at the top of the show, because. I've been a little busy. No, that's cool. Yeah, of course. That's I've been up to my elbows in pureed baby food. <laughs> so do you actually make this and then write write it down? Well, um, who am I going to feed it to? Well, that's, that's well, the... the actually, uh, I'm reverse engineering it from Gerber. No. <laughs> so in the case <laughs> of purees, um, for very young babies, they're really easy because they're single just a single fruit or vegetable. Right. Um, you know, you either cook it and puree it or you stick it in a blender and puree it. So right. it's not very hard. Um, okay. No, what I was explaining to Cheryl is actually writing cookbooks. 
So, you know, this is my fifth cookbook I've written now. And I write them for somebody else. Um, but I, um, it's a lot of them are recipes that are mine. Right. Things I know how to make. Um, but a lot of it is just knowing how flavors and textures work together. Okay. So if you know how flavors and textures work together and how to create balanced flavors, um, and I do because I've been cooking for <laughs> years. Right. So, right. so um, you know, I've been yeah, cooking since I was a thousand kid. Years in the um, what, Rick? I'm sorry. I was just saying I'm not even allowed near the kitchen. Yeah, neither is Jim. But I mean, so I know enough about it that that most of them are recipes I already know how to make. Um, you right. know, I've got thousands of recipes in my head. Yeah. So there so, you go. Fair enough. All right, great. Um, so tonight joining us is going to be paranormal investigator Bob Fountain from Spectral Tech. So uh, he has been at this for a very long, long time, and uh, you know, really interested in hearing about his stories. That's right, and he has tech at the end of his name, so it's lucky that I'm even allowed to be in the same chat with him, because as you know, I'm not allowed to touch tech. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that tonight, talking about whatever the, the uh, investigations that he and his group hey, they have going on, and uh, what else is new in, you know, with Bob Fountain and Spectral Tech. But also, he sent EVPs. Yes, correct. No, you know what though? I mean, I'm, I don't have my earphones anymore. I'm talking to you. I'm talking directly through the computer, so I'll be able to hear well, them. But I, yes, but it's okay because I have hearing loss from playing the piccolo since I was, you know, a kid. Oh, okay, all right. So it's all good. Uh, yeah, all right. It's like having a handicap in golf, but sure. Yeah, so it's it's good. I could I can beat you even deaf. You know how I know that. How? Because I have, because I've had this hearing loss for years, and yet. You, you're also a mother, and you have mother hearing. I have mother ears. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yes. All right, so let's do this, because this has just been a fascinating conversation for our listeners, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it is. Fascinating. Baby food and dogs. Yeah, right? I'm going to go upstairs and check and see how bad my shoe is. Okay, well, so will you check on your shoe? We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking ghosts and stuff. Stick around, everybody. Um, we'll be right back. It's Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. From UFOs, haunting, psychic phenomena, demonology, urban legends, and so much more, where all these things come together. Paranormal Underground Magazine. Explore the unexplained place. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at Paranormal UG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. This is Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, A Paranormal Memoir, 
my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit DancingWithTheAfterlife.com. Thank you. Hey everyone, Chucky G here. Come join me on my show, In the Dark Radio, where we talk with guests on everything from ghosts to cryptids. Starting from 10.30 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, come into the zone and have some fun, right here on the AZ Radio Network.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hey everybody, welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com. We are your hosts, Karen and Rick. Joining us tonight is going to be Bob Fountain of Spectral Tech. So, Bob, welcome to the Underground. I thank you for letting me on. Fantastic. Anytime, Bob. Well, what can I say? I was was busy. I was reading this uh, issue of Paranormal Underground that just came out. Uh, Is it... July, <laughs> the July issue. Hey, should I do? Is this the time when you do like shameless uh, plugs right off the bat? Uh, shameless oh. self promotion corner is actually at the end, but if you'd okay. like to toss it in at the beginning, you're more than welcome to. We're pretty, you know, we're well, pretty yeah. easy going here. Well, we're what it is? I'm an avid, I'm an avid reader, and I read this thing called uh, uh, something about avalanches and spirits. Ah, yeah, both of them. You, so you're like one of the three people who's read both Absolutely. of my books. Absolutely. I read I, them twice. Wow. So that makes like... Well, I, I read I read uh, uh, Rick's uh, once because it just wasn't as good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's my favorite guest? <laughs> so, so are you dying to get out to Washington and go to Wellington then? A town called Wellington? No, I'll never get that far. I'm... I, well, it ain't Wellington anymore. They think they changed the name of it, didn't they? Um, yeah, but we call it Wellington. Actually, now it's just a hiking trail. It's the Iron Goat Trail. So yeah, I've, um, I've 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 seen that. I'm trying to turn down the sound on my computer. I'll get it eventually. Okay. There. Am I, spe- am, I, am I screeching too loud? That happens sometimes. Well, no. What it is is I'm getting feedback from the delay. Oh, well, so, okay, yeah, you need to turn down the chat room sound because that's really annoying. Is that where it's at? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you look in the chat room, there's down in the chat room along, there's all the emoticons or emojis or whatever they're called. Yep, just turn that all the way down. There, it's gone. All right. Good. Um, So, spectral tech. Yep. And like about a million other things you were telling us off the air. Well, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I've been involved with this stuff kind of a long time. We have a website out there, by the way, in case somebody wants to get out there and uh, look at us. Okay. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. I just, I just turned off the uh, internet altogether. That way, I don't have to fool with it. But okay. yeah, we, uh, we have a website out there called SpectralTech.org, and you can see pictures of all of us. I'm the fat old guy on the right. I'm going. I'm going right now. Spectral. Yep. Tech. Almost 67. I'm an old dude. Well, see, and I always wondered if I would be, like, when I'm in my 70s or something, am I still going to be doing this? Yeah, so, you will. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know what I kind of think happens here is way back when I was uh, I was in fourth or fifth grade, that's when I first bumped into paranormal activity. And, you know, then you... It goes away for years. All of a sudden, you bump into it again. It's it's kind of like coincidences. Right. And I, I bumped in and out of it over the years, and now I'm back into it again. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, life moves in different places. But, uh, yeah, when I was uh, fifth grade, lived in a house in Toledo, 
and in some of the older buildings, there was like a store in the front, and the house was in the back. And I was on upstairs floor, and there was a studio that was always locked. It was part of the front complex. And at night, I'd hear moaning and see lights up under the, the thing and uh, couldn't understand it. It scared the crap out of me. And my mother thought I was nuts. So one night, she got up there and, and looked, and she saw lights under the door and heard the moaning, too. So she went and asked the neighbor, did uh, somebody live up there now? And he says, well, didn't you hear what happened? And what apparently happened, there was an old guy that uh, his wife died. He was a photographer. He couldn't bear it. He decided to kill himself. So he slit his wrist the wrong way. That didn't work. So he dunked himself in uh, flammables, set himself on fire. That hurt so bad, he shot himself. Then he fell and caught on fire. And it burned a hole in the floor. They just locked it up and just left it that way. You're totally making that up. No, no. That my mother can't was. make up a story like that. Oh, no. that's horrifying. It, yeah, it was. Scared the crap out of me. In fact, I still don't watch scary movies because of that. But uh, Yeah, and I just got away from that. We moved within a week. But I always felt there was something in there. In fact, that's happened ever since I was a kid. I could... If there's something other than what you can see in the room, I can kind of feel it. So okay. it's interesting because you said you, you said something that I think is true, that you kind of come and go from the paranormal yeah. throughout your life as you I, have experiences and things. So at the times that you go, do you start to think, I must have made that up, there's no way that was real? Um, you know, Do no. you have doubts? No, I'm very... Uh, I did one of those tests, you know, right brain, left brain kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I hit 50% all the time. I'm very, very analytical because I can see patterns and databases and, and the way things happen, as well as I, I did well in art class and did well in other things, so uh, creative, creatively. So I'm kind of well-balanced that way, and I don't scare easy. So I look at I see something like that that's strange. All of a sudden, I get very, very analytical. You're perfect for this stuff. Yeah. I, when we was at Waverly Hills Sanatorium, I, I went down one of those halls by myself, you know, just moving right along. Hey, I'm, was, speaking of Waverly Hills, I'm looking at this picture right now. Which on one your is website. <laughs> the one me laying in one of the slabs? No, this is a shadow figure at Waverly Hills. Yes, that's D. One, it, of our, it one of our people's a, on. Yeah, it looks suspiciously, I mean, and, and I'm not saying this is an accusation, just as an interesting observation. I, I think one of the one of the ghost shows, um, and I couldn't tell you which one, actually came up with a very similar looking shadow picture at Waverly Hills. I mean, so this is a commonly well, I, seen apparition, yes? Yeah, well, what they do is uh, they have tour guides there, you know, to make sure you, you're you don't run around like maniacs and they'll tell you on certain floors certain things happen and that was the fourth floor and there's something there it's the only thing that's kind of i guess malevolent everywhere else you know it's it's kind of benign but i was walking down that hall by myself in the dark and like i said i don't scare easy so i'm i'm just going down there with a full spectrum camera and using the uh, infrared light to see and i got close to the end there and all of a sudden, I just stopped dead in my tracks, and just shivers went up me, and I couldn't explain why that happened, because I, I just, just don't do that. So I even got to the point 
just feeling like dread. Mm-hmm. I walked backwards about another 30 yards before I turned around and went back to the group. They went down there, and I stayed back. They stopped almost the same place. Yeah. 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 I think that the shivers, that shivers thing that happens, yeah. um, I've had that happen each time I've seen a full-bodied apparition. I have that, seen- And that was how I knew it was not just my imagination because I had a physical reaction to it. I get have- my face. I get real tingly in my in, in, in my face when I'm either near or when I see something. There's a place I didn't mention that, uh, like I said, I'm an executive director of a disaster response organization, and there's a small town south of Lexington, Tennessee called Sardis. We've got an old schoolhouse that was built in the 1930s that they let us have for a dollar for 10 years as long as we turned it into a shelter for disaster response. As soon as we went in that place, because it had been abandoned for like 10 to 15 years, there was somebody in there, and I knew it. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, when you walk in, all of a sudden, it's like somebody's next to you breathing on you. Mm-hmm. Right. Get I that call that feel. spidey sense. Yeah, well, the spidey sense didn't help. I spent the night there once by myself because I was too cheap to go back to Lexington to get a hotel room. Uh-huh. And we've been there before, and one of our people who's close to there, who does a lot of the work for us, he saw a full-body apparition in there. His son saw one a couple weeks later. The mayor uh, got out a yearbook, one of those annuals they used to have back in the day where it shows like the staff. He picked yeah. out the guy that he saw, and then we closed the book. His son came over, opened the book, flipped through, picked out the guy he saw. It was a janitor that had died over 40 years ago. Oh, isn't that, uh, isn't that cool when you get that kind of confirmation, though? Well, we had that, plus uh, the night I spent there, I had curtain rods dropped on me. I had a, wa- a wristwatch on a table. I woke up the next morning, the pin was pulled out in it, and I could hear footsteps going down the hall all night. So so, so it, just a few things, a few little things. Yes. That's yeah. a pretty, what, what a lot of people who don't investigate the paranormal don't understand is that, you know, you just listed maybe, what, three or four things? Yep. That's a very active investigation. Yeah. Oh, it is. In fact, one of the things we didn't, uh, you know, I gave Cheryl Knight a bunch of uh, audio EVP clips. And one we didn't mention is we was down in the basement in the coal room. This janitor used to take care of the heat and, and uh, cooling for the school. He had a bed down there in the coal room. And that bed was still down there. Well, one night we went there to do a, an investigation. When we were leaving, we said there wasn't anybody in here, so, you know, it's time to wrap it up and go because it was like 30 degrees in the school and we were freezing. As I'm shutting a door, I left my uh, tape player sitting on a shelf and forgot I even had it on. When I went back and listened, there's a voice on there that says, in the rear, which is where he would have stayed. So it's still active. Yeah. And one of our one of our members is a constable for Tipton County, and he was sitting out in his car and he watched the school door. One of these big old metal things, you know, with the metal bars on, you have to push to get out. He was in there. He watched that door open by itself. So yeah, yeah there's there's some stuff still going on there. So amazing. I that's love places, places I'd like rather that. go. Yeah, some of those commercial places. It's kind of nice, but you're there, and it's been done already. Yes. Yeah, a thousand times over. Well, now, that, that's that's the thing about with um, with Waverly. My wife was reading something on the Internet the other uh, last week, and she looked to me, she's like, did you know they're turning this into a hotel? Yep. 
I, I that, could. I don't even know what to think about that. What the, the well, the owners got to do something to generate income, right? But uh, I mean, they're nice people. We have a picture. Uh, D, the person that's on the, your uh, chat room right now. In case anybody wants to know about our group, she's willing to sit there and answer it. But uh, uh, she's got a picture of her and the owner. But they're trying to fix it to make it more of a, I don't know, an entertainment circus. That would be well, my. No. No, Bob. But what, what what I mean is, is like, and let, let me ask you this: Do you think that by turning this into a hotel, that it will get rid of the activity, or do you think it's there's always going to be activity, no matter what stands in that land? They said thousands of people died there, and right. uh, th- there's constant the same spirits are, are constantly making themselves known. And what the owner said is, they like the company, basically. Mm-hmm. Sure, I imagine so. So as long as you know people's coming there and not uh, doing what you should never ever do, provoking them, they'll probably stay there. Yeah, I have one rule in haunted hotels. One rule. It's really simple. Let me sleep. Don't mess yeah. with me when I'm yeah. asleep. You know, I am not afraid of ghosts in the slightest, <coughs> but I cannot stand being Can awakened mess- from a sound sleep by something messing with me. That just that's too much for me. Well, that's what happened in that school. Uh, I was in the middle of a room in a cot. There were some uh, curtain rods that we had up on a file cabinet that was four foot away from me. It was one of these uh, five-tier file cabinets. So it was up at 45 degrees from me. At two in the morning, all of a sudden, something hit me, kind of half woke me up. And then the next one hit me, and I woke completely and saw the curtain rods laying next to my cot. So that's what woke me up. And uh, like I said, then my watch pin was pulled out after uh, I went back to sleep. So, yeah, there's some stuff going on there. Yeah, they're just kind of like saying, hey, uh, we're here. Hi. You know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to read your uh, messages here, too. I, <laughs> oh. I got my phone here and... Uh, too much. I'm old. I get easily confused. Oh, it's okay. No. That's just how we communicate. We communicate with Cheryl just to make sure that we get our time, our timing right and stuff on the yeah. show. We, it's, right. it's the you know, it's how we pull the strings behind the. It's how Cheryl controls us like puppets. Well, I can. I, I know how that <laughs> works. Yeah, I, I called her to make sure this uh, thing was working. But yeah, when I was uh, when I was growing up, after I got out of the Navy, I lived in a haunted house, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was real interesting. It was a residual, I'm thinking, because my dogs and cats would all of a sudden, they would just jump up and just watch something walking through the room and oh, going yeah. out the room. <laughs> and one night, just out of curiosity, because I could see it, what it was, what they were trailing, I just got up. It was 80 degrees and up in Ohio. That's hot. I got out in the middle of the room as they were watching it, and all of a sudden, it was like I was in a freezer, and then all of a sudden, it got hot again. Mm. So it it was just going through its motion. So I I know the difference between residual spirits now and active ones. Sure. Yeah. Well, my house is haunted, but you know that's kind of my fault. So there you go. Yeah, that's one of the things we do. We say a prayer before we go in for protection. If we don't, you know, say the prayer together as a group, we kind of individually do. And then yeah. there's the prayer you say when you're leaving, saying you know yeah. it was nice visiting with you, but stay. Well, we do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's the prayer you do if you don't do the first one, which is feats don't fail me now. <laughs> no, well, they just come, uh, you know, because I can I can see them and, and hear them and sense them, and they know that I know that they're there. They're drawn. 
too. They're 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 everywhere. My vicinity. I, mean, I when I got out of the Navy, and I was in the Navy, and I think I mentioned one night on on your chat room, I saw some stuff that was a totally different venue with UFOs, because I actually got to see one on radar, see it live, watch it go away. Seriously. So yes. On on radar. I mean, that's like one of the first things that they deny that oh, there was nothing on radar that night. Yeah, well, that's because of what they told me after we got ready to log in. I was a radarman, which is in mm-hmm. Combat Information Center, which is above decks. Mm-hmm. I'm watching something do right-angle turns like at 1,000 miles an hour. I asked the lookout what's going on. The lookout's outside, and he says, oh, my God, they're real. So three of us are looking at each other. We go running outside, see something the size of a house over one of the ships, just zipping back and forth between the ships. All of a sudden, two jets went off the carrier. This thing goes up in the air to a little dot in the sky and takes off. We're getting ready to log all this in. The captain comes in and says, you didn't see it, you didn't hear it. If I you was talk just going it, to ask. Yeah, if you talk about <laughs> it, you're going to go to prison. Now, when you're 20 years old and they, they say that, you believe them. Sure. Right. So did the men in black come visit you then? No, I was in the Navy. Uh, I was more worried yeah. about my, my division officer. But th- sure. that kind of stuff, like I said, you bump into that stuff all through your life. And if you're paying attention, it, there's a whole bunch going on below normal uh, perception that if you don't look for it, you don't see it. And, right. and ghost hunting is kind of the same way. I went to, uh, after I got out of the Navy, I met a girl. She was a Wiccan. Which I, you know what it, that is. And, sure. uh, she went to a spiritualist church. Well, I did, I didn't want to go to something like that, you know, and, uh, but she was hot. You know what I'm saying? It <laughs> makes so all the I difference. Well, yeah, 23 years old. Yeah. So I went to the church with her. Well, we went our separate ways, but I kept going there. And one of these little old ladies, you know, the old blue haired ladies that used to be around, the woman yeah, said, well, you know, used you have to. Yeah. Yeah, well, now we use purple, okay, because I'm one of those, I'm a purple-haired guy. But uh, (laughs) one of the things that they they said, well, you have latent abilities that we could help you develop. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Why would I want to stay with like an 80-year-old lady here developing psychic skills to scare the crap out of me when I'm out, I'm 23 years old, I got other agendas, you know? So I got away from that a bit, but. They opened my eyes to a lot of stuff that was going on. And then once again, I drifted away from it, and now I've gotten back into it again with uh, the group we're with, which is Spectral Tech. And it's it's a diverse group of people. We have a school teacher, a, a, a satellite technician, works for uh, DirecTV. We have a constable. We have a, a fire chief. And then uh, just Bob. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're varied enough where we have different we have different ways of looking at the stuff, different perspectives. I think that's important. I think that um, when you have a team, you need people who think differently and bring different skills to the table. I think that's how you create a well-rounded team that could consider all of the shadow just moved across the wall across from me. Anyway, that consider all of the possibilities. <laughs> yeah, we had a liquor store we went to, and. Uh, uh, one of the owners, he was kind of a skeptic, and his wife wasn't. So they let us come into the liquor store, and we did a, an investigation there. And in fact, that was—I think—that's one of the clips we might have sent in. I don't know if we did or not, but uh, he got a voice of his dad. 
he was in a room and we if we go anywhere and the people are going to be there because sometimes it helps to have the people who's experiencing it with you because they can elicit that reaction that we couldn't right one of the things we found out is a spirit if it's just like spirits basically were people 99.9 percent of the time and uh some stranger walks in they're not gonna sit there and say hey how you doing they're going to be kind of standoffish. So if you have one of the people who's experienced it that they're familiar with, sometimes you get more of a reaction with them there than you just going in and telling them they need to go away. And uh, we show them how to use the equipment. We explain what it's supposed to do, uh, where you can get misreadings on certain equipment, just a number of things. So uh, he was in a room, and he had the K2 meter, and he started asking questions about his dad, and it started lighting up. And I have a, uh, a digital tape player. I turn on as soon as I walk in a building, you know, rather than uh, wait to do the EVP session like you see on television. Right. If there's a spirit out there and he's full of energy and he wants you to know he's there, he's going to start doing it as soon as you walk in. Yes. And if he's used up all of his energy trying to wave and communicate whichever way he can, by the time you sit down and do a session, he might not have enough juice left. To communicate with you. Either so, that or he says, forget talking to you. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Because they can I go around as quick as they can think. So I leave that thing on from the time I start till the time we walk out. It's a pain in the butt doing the analysis. but Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> I do Waverly, the same thing. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, Waverly Hills, a couple of the EVPs I got from there was in the hallways walking from one floor to the other. And I, my first uh, session on my tape, uh, it was like an hour and 15 minutes. And you guys know as well as I do, an hour and 15 minutes, you're going to be listening about three hours to that yeah. tape before you get what you need to get. But, uh, yeah, the, we, we do things a little bit differently than a lot of folks do. We, and we tell people never, ever, ever to provoke. If no, we're with I, somebody, they'll see on TV, well, they did this. I said, you know... Most of the time, it is a departed person, a human being, and you you wouldn't treat them like that if they were if you were staring them in the face and they were alive. I agree. But sometimes you might get hold of something that wasn't human to begin with. They're going to provoke you back, and yeah. they're going to do it there. They're going to do it on the way home. They're going to do it at your house, and probably do it to your animals and loved ones. And you but don't you want know, that to happen. Right, and, and that's and that's the thing, Bob. It's like. You know, like yourself, I've been doing this for a long time, and I would have to say it's only been within like the last 10 years or so that I've heard. I know that attachments happen. I mean, that's that's been in all the literature and all the research and everything. It, it happens. But within the last 10 years, it seems like you hear more of it happening. And my thinking is because we'll get somebody who says that, oh, I was provoking or I was speaking harshly. And then all of a sudden I go home with this thing. Do you think that by doing this provoking, that's just – I don't even opening a telepathic link. Well, and that one, yeah, because it depends on the way you ask a question too. If you ask a question saying, I, wanted, I want you to do this, you've opened the door. Because unless I want you to do it within like the next 30 seconds or something, it might decide to do it four hours from now when you're laying in bed. Right. So, yeah, you, you have to be careful with because you're dealing with something you have no control over, and most of us don't know what's really going on. And One of the things we shied away with some other groups we were in, some of the folks in there had all the answers. That always scares me because yeah. that means pretty much they have no answers and they're 
bluffing their way through. Yeah. Well, I usually tell people, Bob, that all the experts are dead. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, the, the one of our – I'm sure he's listening tonight, so I am going to get shot. But one of our <laughs> – one of our members is uh, Nick McDivitt. He's a constable in Tipton County, and That's he had some, right. Yeah, he he had a, a a little medical problems going on there that they're getting resolved right now. But one night we were driving home, and I said, you know, Nick, we're all paranormal investigators, and uh, there's a good likelihood we're all thinking the same thing. You're probably the sickest of all of us, and you're gonna you know pass over before the rest of us. What kind of a signal are you gonna give us or sign that you're okay? And he says, I'm going to shoot your ass. <laughs> and I thought, no, that wouldn't be a good sign. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that, that's one of the things that uh, I tell my wife. If I go, uh, it, if, you've, if you've passed on and all of a sudden you realize you're fine okay. and when you're in spirit, you don't want them grieving. You don't want them feeling bad because it just breaks your heart that they're going through a lot of suffering. And you're sitting there trying to figure out frantically. How can I let them know I'm okay? Right. One of the best ways would be using a digital recorder because to me that's the most reliable source you have. But right. uh, you know you're going to do everything you can if you can if you have enough energy to move something that's great or you can make a smell. But they kind of need to know that that's what you was going to do. Remember right. Houdini was going to do that with his wife. Yeah. yeah. And it, I guess it never turned out, but. Yeah. That's what they tell us. I've actually heard differently that that there was communication, that there was contact made. Oh, really? Near her deathbed, yeah. Um, but but again, that's just something that's um, you know one of those rumors. But you know, I think what we're going to do is, um, Bob, we're going to take a quick break okay. and uh, uh, try to regroup some stuff here. And um, everybody, you're listening to uh, Bob Fountain from Spectral Tech. On Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Stick around because it's going to be live. From UFOs, hauntings, psychic phenomena, demonology, urban legends, so much more, where all these things come together. Paranormal Underground Magazine. Explore the unexplained. This cellar is about to get a whole lot creepier with tales and hauntings, aliens, cryptids, and so much more. Hosted by Rick Hale, co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio. You're joining him, video and tech supervisor and founder of In the Dark Investigations, Chuck Gatsby. Eerie events, chasing the unknown. This 4th of July, the paranormal world will be turned upside down as some of the most shocking and authentic supernatural footage will be released. In a sequel to the original award-winning documentary comes Ghost Tapes 2. Featuring all new investigations spanning across the country, assisted with the help of Rick Hale from Paranormal Underground Radio, and featuring submitted evidence by Chuck Gotsky of In the Dark Radio, as heard on the Hazy Radio Network. We continue to search for the truth about spirits, ghosts, and life after death. Mark your calendars for this 4th of July weekend. Catch the film on Facebook.com slash The Ghost Tapes, or find it on YouTube. And witness paranormal history in the making. Join us and discover the truth. 
everyone, Chucky G here. Come join me on my show, In the Dark Radio, where we talk with guests on everything from ghosts to cryptids. Starting from 10.30 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, come into the zone and have some fun, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. This is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. We are your hosts, Karen and Rick. Uh, we are joined by Bob Fountain of Spectral Tech, 
And uh, Karen, it sounds like that you had a visit from my spirit that lives in my basement. I'm 40 miles north of Chicago, and you're 3,000 <laughs> miles away in Chehalis, Washington. Yes. Well, I'm assuming that's who it was. That was really strange. First time this has ever happened to me on the show. I actually, I actually asked to take a break so that I could figure out what was going on because I started seeing shadows. And, um, like, on the wall opposite of me, and then my right side got cold, and I started seeing shadows out of the corner of my eye on the right side, and somebody started whispering to me. And I kind of did the, go away, and it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) So I just sort of took my headphones off for a few minutes and tuned in, and I said, and I kept saying, who is this? And he said, Paul. And I said, Rick's Paul? And he laughed. And now he's gone. And, And while that happened, you heard a whisper behind you. Yeah, I heard I heard like uh yeah, like a, a a whisper coming from behind, but you know, my my house has like two or three of them, so but um yeah, Paul usually doesn't leave the basement. He likes to stick around down here, but so we are still being joined by Bob Fountain. Thank you so much Bob for sticking around after the break. Hey, what else have I got to do? I'm old. That's right. So there's a question in chat, and I'm trying to see it. Ask him how he would let us know it was him if he were to pass. Oh, oh, yeah. That had to be one of my members. It is. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. Okay. Since uh, you guys are kind of laid back, when we first met, they they were... in another group, and they just joined us. We're in a graveyard, and you know how you're supposed to uh, uh, tag your your EVPs in case you make noise. Sure. Okay, so we're in the graveyard, and we're walking along. We're in front of them, me and one of the other investigators, and I'd eaten some gassy type food. Okay. Well, anyway, I had an external mic, so I I placed in the appropriate position and made this <laughs> sound. Okay. So basically, I- what you're saying is you're going to fart for them. Yeah, and then I said, uh, that was me, you know, because I was going to use that as a training tape later on, you know, because when you want to start training some new people, you got to tell yeah. them they really need to do that. And uh, all of a sudden, they're back behind me, and Dee says to her husband, did you just fart? He goes, no, it wasn't me. She says, come on, it had to be. And we're up there just laughing like crazy. So usually whenever we go anywhere... That's my trademark. As soon as we walk in, I just get it out of the way, and I'll just say that was me. It keeps it lighthearted because you really don't want to go into one of these situations, you know, down and out because negative spirits will get you if you're not in a good mood. Sure. So yeah. anyway, that, I agree. That, you, know, I, you do need to be in a good mood, and I also think that you need to expel all your gas because you'll feel better. So there you go. And it, then they think, well, they think somebody's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's true plus farts are funny yeah there you go but anyway yeah she she dared me to, to mention that tonight and she probably figured I was going to weenie out and not say anything but. you should have asked her to pay you for that no you should have god damn it there's that shadow again you got you get those two we had one of those in the liquor store in fact the, the, the <laughs> one of the owners as soon as we set up the grid light that's exactly what he saw a shadow moving across the back of his store and that he knew everybody was back behind it, and he watched his shadow move one way and then come back the other, and that convinced him at that point that all of a sudden, in fact, he's got his own K two meter now. He has his own grid. He wants to come out investigations with us. But uh, we try to explain to him the 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 faults and the good stuff of all the equipment. Like I have one of those ovuluses I just bought. 
Mm-hmm. I always wonder, when it's working, is it called ovulating? <laughs> I just don't know. He's here all well, week, folks. Don't forget to tip your waitresses. Yeah. <laughs> the ovulus is, is the thing that has, you know, like the, the dictionary in it, right? Right, 2,000 words. Okay, and- now, here's my question concerning the ovulus, because I'm, I'm, you know, forgive me, I'm still very skeptical when it comes to the ovulus or the, you know, so-called ghost box. You and me both. Huh? You and me both. Yeah, and it was funny, because it's like, I, I talked to uh, Rob Demarest quite a bit, uh, who's on GHI, and he's been on the show, he's a really great guy, and I talked to him quite a bit, and he made up a really good point. If this thing has common words that are in that are part of a dictionary and a spirit is trying to tell you something why don't they just come up to you and say hi my name is chuck i'm dead yeah it's boring. why well, is why is that do you think how much energy does it take to to come up with a full sentence like that sure. usually when you get something on a tape it's like they're they're straining to get it out in fact one of the evp clips i mentioned you hear a first name and then there's like a five second delay and you hear the second name it might take them a tremendous amount of energy to sit there and embed that on a digital recorder. So sure. sitting there doing a full sentence might be difficult. But one of the things I look at, when I used it the first time, all I heard was a bunch of garbage. But we yeah. was in this uh, place in Bahalia that we were at, and we was asking specifically about games. Did this little girl like to play games? That thing came back and said uh, chess and cards. Now that... Yep. Once yeah. you put it in perspective and you're getting something directly related to the question you're asking, then there's good likelihood that's what it was. But sure. that in the spirit box, I hear all kinds of crap out there. 99% of it's garbage. But if it comes back with something very, very specific with which you ask, mm-hmm. what's the probability of that? Well, and see, that's the thing. Both of those two pieces of equipment, you're right. They can spew out a lot of gibberish. But I have also seen both of them work spectacularly. We did that in a, uh, we did that in a graveyard where uh, the ovulus, when we was asking, or no, it was a spirit box. We was in one part of the section of the graveyard, and it said babies, and that's where all the little children were buried. And then we asked, "Do you mind us being here?" The first thing that came out of the radio was "Explore." So yeah, wow. Well, so with that, can we segue into some of your EVPs? Sure. Dying to hear that. Fantastic, Cheryl. Hi. You are the EVP Meister. All right. Um, Play that funky music, white girl. Very cool. We have a couple that we're going to play. And, Bob, these are from the house you said in Bihalia, Mississippi. Is that correct? Okay, cool. Correct. So we've got two of those. So let's queue up the first one. And what we usually do, I don't know, Karen and Rick, are you playing the EVP game today? No, I don't have my earphones, or I don't have oh. that. Rick is Rick, Rick is so beaten down in that game that he's just he's given up. Yeah, the one in Bahalia, it's so clear. I just played it back on just regular uh, uh, Windows, mm-hmm. and I could hear what I needed to hear. Yeah, okay. Rick has already waved right. the white flag, so I I now declare I, myself the winner of our four year long EVP grudge match. Been. It's oh. the mom ears. I don't have them. <laughs> All right. I did, Bob, I did have to um, convert these from WAVE to MP3, so we'll probably lose a little bit of that clarity, unfortunately, because okay. our broadcaster only plays MP3. But let's give it a try, see what we have. I did listen to many of these, and I'll tell you, there's a few that just sent chills down my spine. So 
Excellent. <laughs> Yay, we Can't love wait. those. Okay, so turn up your volume, your headset, and let's get going. Ooh, man, that sounds mean. Mm. Did it say yeah. right? Did you have what you heard? I didn't. I don't know. I need to hear it again. It's your mean, it's your mean, mean something. Here we go. I can't tell what it's saying, but it's I definitely got a got a mean oh. growly voice. Okay, well, what happened there is in this house they have pull down stairs, and a lot of that banging sound is the springs as you're trying to climb up this rickety ladder up to where the bedrooms were. Okay, and that the sound itself when you that slowed down by about twenty percent from the actual tape. Because it sounded like somebody was sucking in helium, and I knew that there was a word there. But when you slowed it down, if you hear it on something like Audacity in that, basically what it says is wraith, which is Scottish for spirit or uh, mm-hmm. a ghost. Okay. So maybe if you hear it again, you can you can pick that out. Sure, let's listen one more time. Yeah, now that I know what it says, I definitely can hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I hear wraith. Yeah, so going up going up the stairs, you know, I didn't hear anything, obviously. That's why I leave my recorders on at all times. Then when we got upstairs, there was just two bedrooms up there, and litter everywhere, and it just it saddened me because the father and the grandfather both died in the house. Yeah. And it's, it's just kind of fallen into hard times. There's all the paperwork, the documents and stuff just laying around. But anyway, I asked if somebody was up there, and that's probably the next uh, clip. Let's hear the next clip then, Cheryl. Is there anybody in here that wants to talk with me? This is like an entire sentence. I need to hear it again, Cheryl. Is there anybody in here that wants to talk with me? With audacity, it says Clayhab Clark. Hmm, which, did you look the name up? We tried to look it up, and uh, the current owners, is two boys that inherited the property from the father, they didn't know anybody that name. We want to go back and start looking through some of those papers laying around, because why would a guy take the time to give his name in full if he wasn't related to that house somewhere or other? Or maybe he was the father of the little girl that drowned there. That's something we found out since the initial investigation. The father saw a, a, a full-body apparition of a little girl floating in one of the rooms wow. and uh, never saw it again. So we was trying to push that angle, trying to get communication with her. He found out from his aunt that a little girl that was seven or eight years old in the 1880s drowned in the pond right behind the house. So we're going to go back and do an EVP session down by the pond. And then we're going to the house and try to do something with one of the hidden trigger objects and some of the other equipment we have. So we'll let you know because uh, I told Cheryl I'll send her EVPs whenever I get them. I'm not into hoarding. You know, if there's something out there that helps uh, further the investigation, we'll, we'll share it with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you do a lot of private homes? We've done. We did one in Bartlett where a little old lady, in fact. We probably kept her from going to a nursing home. She kept on hearing voices, 
and uh, some strange things is going on. She couldn't sleep at night. Her uh, when she said she was hearing voices, her two daughters was planning on putting her in a nursing home because she thought she was getting dementia. We went in there and we got some tapes where mm-hmm. on one of them, which is on our website. It was a place called the Trail of Tears. That's where they forced the Indians to move out of that area to yeah, go out Cher- to, yeah, the Cherokees. Mm-hmm. And we asked one of the rooms if they were part of the Trail of Tears, and that's on our website. There's a female voice that says, "Yes, I was." On one of the other tapes that uh, D had, uh, she got something in there, and she couldn't make it out. Well, apparently, it was in Cherokee. So okay. we had an we had an Indian elder come out there from the Cherokee Nation. He saged the whole place for her, and she said she's never slept better in her life. It went away. Cool. See, that's, out, that's outstanding. Because that's what, that's, to me, that's what we're supposed to be doing as investigators, is not doing it for our own personal entertainment, not doing it to be on some TV show. We're supposed yeah. to be out there trying to help people, either educate them to what's going on, and that we're all spiritual beings and this does exist, or, or help them from being afraid. Very yeah. good. I'm right there with you on that. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely the the uh, the fear part. I think that that's very important to, um, you know, because it's like I've done a lot of investigations where it it just seems like whatever is in the house is just trying to say hi, but. Right. The people that are experiencing the haunting, and that's why I love studying the psychology of a haunting during an investigation, because even if that spirit is just trying to say hi, the living people in the house are like, oh, my God, we got something horrible and terrible and yeah. negative in our home. And, but well, then again, there's also TV to thank for that as well. Oh, well, absolutely. I was going to say that's mostly TV, isn't it? Yeah. T- TV and the churches. And the movies. Yeah, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, a lot of the mediums that I've known in the past, one of the things they say is a lot of the spirits that are still here, they didn't want to be here. But if they were brought up from the time they were children to the time they died, if you do this for this particular religion and you do that, you're going to die and burn in hell. They don't want to be judged. So they don't don't go over. Right. You know what? I actually... That's one of the things that I encounter with a lot of them that I talk to. You did that in Wellington, I believe. I, uh, yeah, I believe so. I, like I said, I read your books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a brave, brave man. But that's what I—that's what I try to do. I, if there's something out there, you know, we tell them that you're not going to be judged. In fact, yeah. uh, one of the things that uh, D brought up, who's still out there, is in the New Testament, one Peter three eighteen and nineteen. Before Jesus went to heaven, after he died, if you're into, if you're Christian, he went down to hell to preach. Well, you know, if they were already damned for life, why was he preaching to them? Right. So that might not be a permanent place. It might be a place we created for ourselves because we judged ourselves. I think you're right. And once right. you say, wait a minute, God isn't like this, and all yeah. of a sudden, you're back to where you need to be. Yep, I agree with you 100%. So uh, we have more EVPs. Have at it. Cheryl. All right, let's do these next two. They are from an old school investigation, uh, Bob, that your team did at Sardis, Tennessee. Yep. Very good. Here's the first one. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. 
That one, that one was actually from uh, Woodruff Fontaine House in Memphis. Okay. Well, I have that, almost that, no idea what that was. No okay, yeah. well, if you had it on Audacity, you could kind of hear it better because uh, I played it different pitches, different speeds, and uh, we was in the Molly Woodruff lived in the house. Both her children and her her husband died in her bed. And in fact, Woodruff Fontaine House is one of the uh, uh, Ghost Hunter uh, episodes this last year, which irritates the heck out of me, by the way. That's a little side thing. We're the ones that was in there is a, is a paranormal group. Right. We gave them proof that the place was indeed haunted. Mm-hmm. And now if we want to go back there, they're going to charge us $100. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Sci-Fi. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, but... Basically, what, it's, what, what the sound was is right after that pop, which you get sometimes because all the of a sudden... The paranormal pop, we call it, yeah. Yep, because it, it, as soon as you hear that pop, you know something's getting ready to try to manifest yep. and make sound. But it, when you listen to it other than what I just heard there, I couldn't make that out either. It says, so sad, we don't know what happened to us. And this, folks, is the exact reason why, if you have EVPs, you keep them in the uncompressed wave format. It's Unfortunately, best. we don't have the we don't have the capacity to do that here on the radio. But for evidence purposes, always waves. And what I do on all my tapes like that, I sit there and document right to the second because I use Audacity because it's yeah. obviously it's free. I document exactly where I heard it, and if I modify it, I take the clip and put alt on it where it's been altered, and I explain what I modified. So yep. that way you know it's a little bit different. So that way anybody can use that evidence if they want it. Yep, perfect. Okay. All right, so can we listen to that one more time? Do you think it's worth it to try and get something out of that, Cheryl? Yep, let's do that. Sorry about All that. Right. The uh, Sardis one is coming up next. All right, here we go. Thank you, Sarah. Could you hear so, the so sad part? No, it sounds like you ran it through some filters, and the filters nope. didn't take too kindly to the MP3s, no? That was actually the raw data there. Wow, that's terrible MP3. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I can't get that one. I can't no, I, it either. How about if we move on to the next? Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm going to start locking stuff up behind me, too. This all has pins in the door. Yep. Hear the in the rear? Wow, yes. I did. <laughs> that was where I was telling you we went down in the basement of that school, and uh, that's where the janitor used to. If he had a bed there, most likely he spent most of his time there. There's nobody around anymore that can remember whether he's he that he lived there or not at night. But uh, he's the one that does all kinds of stuff. In fact, that night when we were there, it was uh, we don't heat the school because. We're a poor disaster response organization, so <laughs> we just leave the heat off, 
and it was freezing in there. So we, I shut all the doors in the hallways before I left that night. The next morning I got there, and one of our other members opened it up before we did. And he come out there, he was mad at me. He says, why would you leave the doors open? And I says, I shut every door when we was in there. He says, look down the halls. Every single door to every room was wide open. Wow. Wow. So can we hear that one again? Because I have to admit, I had it on mute because my dog was barking at my teenager. Okay. Well, as dogs should do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to start walking stuff up behind me, too. This all has pins in the door. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty clear. Yeah, but yeah. you know, though, it sounds like they're like he's trying to say a lot more than just in the rear. Like before that, you hear mm-hmm. like like a little whisper every once in a while, and it mm-hmm. sounds like he's yes. really close to the mic. Yeah, he could be. See, where I have an external mic, and I try to keep it away from where I'm not breathing into all the time. Mm-hmm. But I need to have it out where you can hear it because I I have one of those armbands that you can slide your uh, uh, tape player in. Okay. That way, I can just leave it on. And it frees up my hands to use some of the other equipment because we use about every piece of equipment you can get because we want multiple uh, points for the evidence. You know, sure. so if we get something on a, a K2 meter and also we get it at the same time on the digital, because that's important. A lot of folks don't realize is when they go on an investigation, a lot of that's fresh in their mind because their their uh, senses should be heightened when they're in one yeah. place like that. Right. And as soon as you go home, that's when you need to start investigating and listen to the tapes because it's fresh in your mind what was going on when that was happening. Well, you and wait. you should time sync everything, too. So yeah, that, as best you can. Yeah. Sometimes Absolutely. sometimes you can't. But, uh, yeah, I, I mentally go back through everything we did step by step, and then I start listening to the tapes. Cool. But, so, God, that's a boring thing to do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I do it, too. Time-consuming. So, Cheryl, yes. We have any more from this location? No, we've got about fifteen from Waverly, and I know we're getting short on time. So if you want, we we can can do maybe about three of them, and then we need to launch into shameless self promotion. Yep. Okay. What three, Bob? If you had to pick three out of the um, EVPs you sent, would you what 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 would you pick? The one where I'm walking down the hall. And I don't remember which one that is. That's on the third floor. There's a thing called the Creeper. Uh-oh. I don't know Oh, what... it's like a Scooby-Doo and Creeper. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, too. it supposedly <laughs> sneaks up on you at the last Either. minute and scares the crap out of you. Like you know that. what? It's probably old Mr. Johnson from the mill, and he would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think it was B. Uh, try B. It's one or two, and there's an alt next to it. Because I isolated further down where there's not a lot of B1. clutter. In it. All right, I think I found it in your document. Okay, is it B1 modified? Yeah, well, yeah, no? yeah, that'd be better because I cut out a lot of the clutter. Because what I did is I went through there and I'm just asking. Basically, I said, you know, if you're in here and you're trying to, are you trying to scare people? Are you just trying to let them know that you're here because you're here all alone? 
And then that modified is all I modified is I cut the clip short enough where you can hear the voice. Let's do that. Here we go. <laughs> Maybe you better do it, it without like modified. It, it sounded like a bowling alley. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you, do it without the mod. Do the what was that V one modified? Just do V one. All right, playing. Or do you do it to let them know you're here? You feel like you're alone. It sounds like just a big sigh, yeah. like yeah. a sad, sad sigh. Yeah, and, and when that happened, I kind of felt something, but not that much. I mean, maybe it scares other people, but it didn't bother me any. I just figured it was a pervert. Yeah, I just thought it sounded like a sad sigh. Yeah, and well, I got that sad more than once. And one of the hallways yeah. going down when we were leaving, we're going from one of the stairs to the other. And, of course, there's all kinds of people there, which is the other reason I leave a tape player on. Rather than have to sit there and tag everything, it's a whole lot easier if you got you can hear other people's voices in the background. Well, then later on, if you're actually doing a session and those people there again, you can identify it very easily. Right. How about uh, E4 real quick? Okay. I feel like I'm getting ready to listen to a jukebox selection. An E4, yeah. although it's why? probably that old time rock and roll. Just take <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> There's no Sorry. E4 here. Okay. Um, the document says it's E4, but I have no file labeled E4. I'm not quite sure why. I guess I don't well, have that one. Then I wouldn't do E4. E4 is not going to be working out for us. <laughs> Process of elimination. There. Yeah, yeah, I'd rule that one out. That's strange. Okay. Um, what else? That it doesn't matter. It, uh, I was going down one of the hallways there towards the end, and you hear something just say, it's sad. Because mm-hmm. basically I was thinking, you know, how depressing a place to be at. Because like yeah. one of the nurses hung herself because she got tuberculosis. She knew what the people were going through. So Jenny she just the nurse? Them. Yeah. All right. Let's so, play that one. I, I thought I she that. was a myth. No, they had. Uh, they even show you the pipe she hung herself on. Oh, okay. I, I think Jenny was the one who aborted her baby because she was out of wedlock, and then hung herself. Man, Room people five, have five sad o- stories. All right. Okay, yeah. so one, one more, and then we have to promote. E six. E six. You can hear the I sad. I heard her. Could you hear the sad? No, can you play it one more time, Cheryl? Yep. Yes. Yeah. The other the other voice is somebody in front of us walking down the hallway. Okay. But yes, I did hear sad. Yes. Yeah, I, did. I sit there and well, when I was in the Navy, uh Combat Information Center, we used to have to do analysis, digital analysis and stuff. And one of the things we had to do was listen very, very intently for subtle changes in the sound. So I'm used to trying to listen to that stuff anyway. That's why I guess I got the joy of uh, going through all of her data most of the time. I have to say, though, that the voices that you captured at Waverly sound a little bit to me like, did you ever see the movie Young Frankenstein? No. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it, uh, it, They remind me of the monster. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what they said uh, on the third floor. Like I said, they got to sink all the creeper. It didn't do anything for me. 
And the other floor, the fourth floor, where they have the benevolent spirit, all I got was just the willies or the creeps. I don't got know it. Okay, well, so we have come to the time where you can give out how people can contact you. Time to shamelessly self-promote. Okay. Uh, we have a website. We are, we're on Facebook. Unfortunately, uh, I have a picture out there of me. But uh, we're on Facebook. I it's, saw it. Yeah, you like the mustache? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife tried to cut it off when I was sleeping. But anyway, the uh, we have a, a website, Spectral Tech, all one word, S-P-E-C-T-R-A-L, tech, dot org. And that's where we're going to be posting stuff. We're going to start posting some of the narratives, like the liquor store, what we found, what the uh, claims were, some clips that we have off of it. We're going to put more about Mahalia. All of our team members are more than glad to talk to anybody. So, uh, like I said, uh, they're out there on the website. And that's about it. We're okay. we're trying not to be famous. We're just trying to help everybody out. So we're Perfect. willing to transfer information. And but, but now that you've been on this show, you are famous. So there you have it. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think witness protection allows that. All right. So... <laughs> Yeah, so Bob Fountain from Spectral Tech, thanks for coming on the show. And, thanks, and when's Rick doing his next book? I don't know yet. I mean, I yeah. do have some stuff, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. By the way, I was kidding. Your book was just as just as entertaining. No, don't you go there. <laughs> hey, I, I totally got that. Hey, he's got something in his basement that can come to my house in seconds, okay? That's true, he does. You're right. Entertain I go down there after things over saying, don't bother uh, Karen anymore. Go sick Bob. There sick you go. Well, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> if it comes back here, that's exactly what I'm going to say now. So, Bob, thanks for coming on the show. It's been fun talking to you. Thanks, I enjoyed it. Great. Have a good evening. You too. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right, bye. All right, so now we get to do shameless pug promotion. So, Cheryl, magazine's out. Yeah, uh, real quick, because I know last week we had a huge discussion about this issue. Like Um, the whole show. Like the whole show, yeah. The uh, July issue of Paranormal Underground Magazine is online now at paranormalunderground.net or at magcloud.com. You can get a PDF at our website, or you can get a print version at MagCloud. Our interactive app version on Apple Newsstand and Google Play will be available in about a week from now. So check it out. A lot of good stuff. And we appreciate you reading. And next week, are we talking to my buddy Jay? We are. Um, excited. Uh, another great show next week with Jay Verberg from Ghost Mine. Very. I'm going to miss that one. Yeah. Oh, it's too bad because Jay's a good guy. You'd have fun with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's going to be good. And then the following week after Jay is Trish Lesage, and she is the energy healer and author. I'm excited of about that. How to yeah, achieve. Fifth Dimension Consciousness and Other Titles. Not that I'm not excited about Jay. Don't get me wrong. Don't <laughs> want him to think that I'm not excited about him because I am. And real but quick, I'm excited about the energy. Before you guys go on with the other promos, uh, thanks to Bob from Spectral Tech and his team who came into the chat room and, and they were answering questions. Um, hopefully we'll talk to Bob and his friends again soon. Groovy. And I'd like to promote that I got nothing to promote, but I hear Rick does. Yes, as I as I mentioned, I will not be on next Thursday. We are going up to Wisconsin for a little family vacation and Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. But hey, but on the 18th, we are finally Chuck 
Gatsky and I, we are finally going to be releasing episode one of Eerie Events. Uh, it was uh, Robinson Woods Cemetery, or I'm sorry, Robinson Woods Burial Ground, which is a very infamously haunted place uh, here in the Chicagoland area. And um, we got some stuff while we were there. So, you know, guys, you can always uh, find us. Of course, we're going to put them here on our Facebook pages, of course. But you can also find us at uh, eerieevents.org and as well as uh, our YouTube page, just Eerie Events. Very good. I'll look forward to that. And is that the only one you have in the can or are you working on some others as well? That's the only one that we have in the can so far. We want to see how it does. Okay. Well, there you go. So if you like it and you want to see more, you need to let Rick and Chuck know. Yes. Let and us know. you know where to find them. I mean, they're here. They're they're everywhere. They're the okay. two most famous, non-famous guys you'll ever meet. <laughs> That's it. So, hey, Cheryl. Yep. What does Mister Chuckles have coming? I've, I now that he's now that he's actually adopted Chucky G. Yeah. Now you want to change that it up. I, need to, I feel that Sheesh. I need to move the bar. Mister Chuckles, you just made him sound like a clown. And I, by the way, Karen, he has officially <laughs> changed it to Chucky G. I know. That's why I'm I'm trying to move the bar. Oh my gosh, he's going to have to <laughs> do a new promo and a banner. Okay, uh, Chill Seekers <laughs> is coming up next on In the Dark Radio, and they um, talked with us on Paranormal Underground uh, a couple months ago, and they are an interesting group who are doing some cool investigations, and they have some soap. <laughs> they do. They have, and <laughs> they have it's not soap. on a rope. Nope. It's nope. pretty cool stuff. <laughs> they have some some soap. That's right. And yeah. hey, you know what? I'm all for that. I use juju spray, so why not? I think it's cool. I think it's cool too. So um, I just realized that I do have something to promote, and it has to do with um, the magazine. Too late. And that's no, this. <laughs> what? No, nothing. Go ahead. Are you I, making fun of me? I was making fun of you. Yes. You know, don't tango with the master unless <laughs> you're ready. To what am I? Sister. What am I thinking? anyway um so as you may or may not know i do dream interpretations in the magazine and um we need people to send them in so you can send them to cheryl via facebook um at through the paranormal underground facebook page or you can email cheryl editor at paranormal underground.net if, if you have a dream, if you have dream symbols that you see, if you have a whole dream, it helps for you to be as specific as possible, to give me as much detail of what you've seen in the dream as possible. Like if there's a guy with a beard, don't just say, I see a man, say, I see a man with a beard. You know, if there are three lights, don't just say, I see lights, say, I see three lights, because all of those things have meaning. Send them in to Cheryl. You can do it anonymously or with your name. If you want to be anonymous, we will happily respect your privacy. And um, editor at ParanormalUnderground.net. Did I miss anything with that, Cheryl? No, I think that was good. And, um, yeah, start We try to answer them every month. Yep. Mm-hmm. We shall. Well, you shall. All right. I shall just give them to you to answer. That's right. Well, but we do. I try, to, I try to get to them every no- month, and I enjoy doing them. And I hope that the people that, that I do them for, you know, find some value in them as well. So, um, and also I hear that even though they're answered in the magazine, that Cheryl will also send them to you. Yes. Because she's nice like that. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> All right. So stick around, you guys. Um, Chuckles the Clown is up next. Mr. Chuckles or Chuckles the Clown? What do you guys like better? Chuckles. Well, Chuckles the Clown? What the heck? 
Jekyll's the Clown. Okay, so stick around for Jekyll's the Clown, who's up next on the Chucky G Show. Um, And come back next week when Rick won't be here, so it's bound to be an awesome show. I'm sorry. I think it must be the menopause, Rick. I I just really vicious this evening. It's it's fine. I I totally understand. You know what? And, and, and I'm so lucky that nobody could see because I am just making a ton of faces at you right now. Oh, I'm sure you are. I probably deserve it. I deserve every every gesture you're making in the direction of Washington State. So with that being said, stick around for the Chuckles the Clown show um, where he will be talking to Chill Seekers. That's coming up next. Oh, he just heard me. He Uh-oh. just yelled at me in chat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a great show. Um, and in all seriousness, Chucky G is awesome. He's not a clown at all. Chucky's a great guy. That's yes. right. So, and um, come back next week, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Y'all have a good night. Thanks, everyone. Night. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio, email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at paranormalunderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.